Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time, we are the show that breaks down the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Meyer. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey. Are we all good on the technical difficulties? I think so. I, I, I think so. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to increase the value for our, our lovely patrons, and, and God bless you all. Thank you very much for coming yes. on board and, and, and helping us out. Uh, I'm able to actually uh, record the shows a little better, actually. So uh, the product we're going to be uploading to YouTube uh, on Friday is going to look a little better, uh, uh, thanks to being able to upgrade Zoom. So that's already one big improvement. But uh, I'm trying for our, our lurkers uh, which right now is just Kevin, because our, our second at the lurker level is co-hosting the show tonight. But uh, to, to make sure Kevin has got just the best possible viewing experience, I, I tried mixing Zoom with StreamYard, and it was a whole big thing. Uh, so now I'm just streaming straight from Zoom uh, to YouTube. Uh, so Kevin can see us, Kevin can hear us. He's going to be commenting throughout the show. Uh, I'm very tired. Uh, I got my workout in. I got my Gatorade. Uh, Mark, it is plus three degrees in Saskatchewan, I'm sure Kevin can attest, which uh, in, in Yankee terms, I believe that's, you know, around, you know, 35, probably. So incredibly warm for us. We're, we're just to let it shorts weather. 35 in terms of Fahrenheit for uh, us uh, dumb Americans um, is not warm. That's not warm. That's uh, especially here in the South. No, that's uh, we've we've entered second winter level with that one and uh, we'll have none of it. Uh, however, it has been warm over here. Uh, we've been in the 70s. Uh, so spring has finally sprung, it seems, at least for now. This could be the fall spring, which in the southern U.S., we are no strangers to such a thing. But yeah, I'll, I'll take what I can get. It's been beautiful. So there's there's that. Very grateful. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your, you know, 30 something degrees over there. Oh, if, if that's what if that's what you northerners consider warm, then have at it. 
like everything's flooding now. Like almost everything's underwater. So that's not good. That's <laughs> no, not good at all. No, that, that that's <laughs> the problem when you have eight feet of snow and then it gets to be plus 20 uh, one ah. day. We had one day in, in plus 20 and then just everything melts and creates uh, havoc. But uh, I'd rather, uh, this was such a long winter. I, I'm just happy it's all done with. You know what else I'm happy about, Mark? Yes. Our guest today. Why don't you give him a special yeah. introduction? Special introduction to our uh, our Patreon member. Uh, that's right. We have a Patreon, if you guys didn't know. And uh, our exclusive uh, uh, Patreon, we have uh, very, very cool tiers. And if you are like our guest lurking about, uh, you can join one of those tiers. And one of those tiers is you can just join us on the show whenever you want. So give a welcome to our guest, Josh, Josh, how you doing, bud? Thank you so much for being a contributor. Are you excited to be on the show? Thoroughly excited. And, you know, like we were talking about before, if you can't make a friend, you can always buy one. And that's how I got on this show. <laughs> well, we that's one not, way to look at it. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, we like a good bribe as anybody, but uh, no, no, no. That just that just tells me that Josh is a a very proud supporter of the show. Who l- likes what we do, doesn't care that we're not rock historians or experts, and just wants to give a little bit of a contribution. And we, sir, appreciate you. Take a drink, everybody. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, we do very much appreciate you. Thank you so much for your patronage. So, and welcome to the show. So, I hope. I hope for your sake, not our sake, for yours, that uh, when it times to when it comes time to spin the wheel, uh, it will be kind. So we'll just we don't have a great track record with our guests being on the show and spinning the wheel. So hopefully we break the cycle uh, just for you, bud, just for you. Well, I got a good so, feeling. I got a good feeling. Yeah. But also we have other patrons that we need to shout out here, Mark. So yes, why don't we you do. go ahead and run down the list for the folks? I will go ahead and run down the list. We got uh, our good friend, Rava Flav, strong contributor to our Twitter. So thank you, Rava. Uh, Greg Zito, also an, uh, yeah, basically all of these people are very frequent contributors. So Greg Zito, uh, Don Detallo, that's our, uh, I, Detallo, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's our Wobble and Cabo friend, uh, Chaz Charles. And uh, Meet the Geeks, uh, our buddy, Sean Geek, Fast Fred, thank you guys. And Kevin Brown, of course, yeah, I don't, I don't see how Kevin would uh, leave us high and dry because he just has too much damn fun uh, on our show. Per Lachner, Lucknicker, I hope I'm pronouncing that. It's German. I'm sorry. It's not my first language. And Scott Monroe. So thank you all for your patronage. Thank you for your support, you guys. It means a lot. It tells Corey and I that we're doing something sort of right or at least we're doing something enjoyable and entertaining for you guys and so entertaining that you just want to keep us doing this thing forever so if that's the case thank you and we humbly accept the challenge so thank you to our patronage and hey if you guys listening if you're not on the patreon and you do want to contribute you can check out our patreon and the podcast will rock find a tier that's right for you maybe uh maybe you don't want to be on the show you just want to contribute a little something just to keep the lights on you can do that. We've got a tier for it. We've got a tier for practically any, just about anything. The, we're, we're, we'll we'll find the the price will be right. It uh, don't nothing is out uh, outside the limits of uh, your imagination. How about that? Uh, just to, just to give you a little incentive, if you want to contribute some to the show, I might have signed away uh, my soul on that one, Corey. But hey, look, <laughs> times is hard, and uh, I am I'm a performer. Of, if nothing else, I'm a performer, so I'm not above a good uh, paying gig. 
There you go. And uh, as part of that paying gig, uh, all these lovely patrons, they get their tweets guaranteed read on last week's poll, which was everybody wants them. Uh, a pretty popular song, Mark. It was certainly popular on our panel. Uh, unanimous, mm-hmm. uh, what dreams are made of. Uh, why don't you uh, let the folks how the poll uh, shook out? Well, uh, as I was telling Corey before we got started, uh, sometimes I should be not shocked at the poll results. And then sometimes I am. Uh, So I, at this point, I just stop expecting anything. So I didn't know what to expect for this particular track of everybody wants some, but hilariously, this one was uh, largely in favor with a 90.5% what dreams are made of with just a 9.5 what the dream is over. So I would say that's a, that's a huge win for this song. This we thought this song was a classic Van Halen tune. Evidently, you guys out there thought so too. So, having said that, let's uh let, let's hear let's hear from a few people. Uh, as you said, join the Patreon, get your tweet read uh, automatically. So, just going down the line here, Kevin Brown, the aforementioned Kevin Brown, says. Uh, uh, Women and Children First is a God-level album full of bangers, and this is one of the best. Fun intro, reprise partially in the bridge, great vocals, killer rhythm, everything exactly as it should be. Hashtag what dreams are made of without a doubt. Coming in strong, God-level album, Women and Children First. That's a bold statement. Would you agree with that, Corey? Oh, geez, yeah, I, I can't disagree. And actually, uh, Tarm Umbruster, a good friend of ours, um, kind of tweeted a challenge to us, you know, pick your, your favorite van halen albums and i'm like do, do, do you go with like the 5150s and 1984s like the the ones that everybody goes for uh, mm-hmm. I, I would put like women and children first probably in my top three what about you top three well if if you'd asked me even last year i might have said i don't know about top three maybe top five but the more we keep listening to tracks from women and children first and the more we really get down to the nitty-gritty of it all i'm inclined to think yeah probably there's not a clunker on it. And actually, if we, uh, if we check, uh, thanks to Scott Haskin, he did the spreadsheet for us. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've only got two tracks left to go on Women and Children First. Uh, mm. One is Romeo Delight. The other is And the Cradle Will Rock. Right now, it's uh, 6-0, uh, What Dreams Are Made Of, to This Dreams Are Over. So uh, uh, yeah. pr- pretty good chance <laughs> that album is going to go uh, 100% on that one. Uh, Josh, if you had to pick uh, three Van Halen albums, what would be your your top three? Oh. Uh, top three, I would have to say Fair Warning, uh, Ben Halen 2, and uh, Born Lawful Carter Knowledge. Good call. Yep. Ooh, Hard to argue man. with those, man. Like It's yeah. it's such a Sophie's choice, I, I really can't pick three. <laughs> it, it, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh, to, to, to answer your question, uh, Corey, for me, probably, but again, that would require like, well, let's actually, let's go back and think about it. So I'll give that another think. Uh, And uh, just following up uh, with Josh right here on Twitter, he said, everybody wants some and a little ain't enough for me. Uh, So that goes without saying, I think uh, that's a big upvote for you there, Josh. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm getting, I finally found a decently priced copy of A Little Late Enough on vinyl. Uh, it should be here tomorrow. So I know what I'm spending this Ooh. week and I'm very, very excited. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let's get back to some tweets here. Uh, Brad yeah. Gold, uh, or Gould, excuse me. This is quintessential Van Halen with the bass boosted to let Mikey shine. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you very is. much for that, Brad. And uh, let's go to Greg Zito, another uh, patron of ours. This is Van Halen firing on all cylinders. The band is tight, and Dave's ad-libs are great. The mistakes make the song better. 
Dave coming in too soon for, I like the way the line runs up the back of the stocking actually adds more <laughs> swagger. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. It does. It's just, it's just really funny listening to it uh, with the, uh, the analytical ears that we have. <laughs> it <just> makes <laughs> me laugh like, Oh shit, he fucked up, but it's a cool, it's cool. He made up for yeah. it. Staley Roth. Just leave it in. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another tweet from Scott Monroe, friend and uh, patron. Mini manifesto inbound. The upshot, women in sh- uh, uh, what dreams are made of all the way. Hashtag. Uh, I've always thought of this track as kind of a magnum opus for the David Lee Roth era of Van Halen. You know, a high-minded masterpiece about wanting some. It rips musically on every possible metric. Alex's drumming, especially on the playful jungle intro, became an absolute iconic sound of their live shows. Eddie soaring so Eddie's soaring solo builds with urgency into this monster crescendo that matches the operatic fullness of the tune. David's shrieks and intonations are some of his finest, even if the verse lyrics are the stuff of nonsense fever dreams. <laughs> no argument. Uh, but come on, the chorus is a top-tier Van Halen anthem, and in the pantheon of Van Halen party rock, this is their bohemian rhapsody. Ooh. Uh, and he goes on to say, I was fortunate to hear it live on the 2012 tour in Greensboro, North Carolina, attending the show with my dad, who got me into Van Halen. Uh, Dave gave an amusing intro about hearing a godlike voice speak to him in his hotel room. Uh, P.S. You can hear my recording on the Everybody Wants Some intro from that show if you become a Patreon and join our Discord right. server. It's on the Thank Discord, you, yeah. Scott. <laughs> yeah, right on. So mini manifesto for sure but honestly that to me just sounded like a soliloquy of love uh for this particular track and you'll hear no argument on this side of the board about that so thank you scott for your mini manifesto and for the free plug we appreciate That's right. that very well said once again let's go to a chaz charles from the regarding lulu podcast he's a patron as well uh, yeah. He says, for fuck's sakes, down voters are trolls on this one. Never forget seeing this done in a planetarium laser show. That'd be kind of cool. Monkey swinging vines in that line that goes up those stockings. Women and Children First is six on my Dave era list, though. It's the last of the good Club Days material, and no cover hurts, in my honest opinion. There's a guy who actually uh, digs the covers. We've heard from a lot of people who hate Diver Down because there's too many covers. Yeah. Chaz is it's a fan crazy. of the covers, and, and good on you, because I'm kind of a fan of those covers, too. I'm a fan of the covers. I think they do the covers. Not only do they do them justice, they improve them. I think better than the Kings is Kevin Brown still listening better than the Kings. (laughs) I can't piss him off too bad though. Two weeks. He's going to get me my copy. I hope of live right here, right now on vital. I still love you, Kev. Kings are awesome. Love them. Ray Davies is a genius. (laughs) Bring bring it back in. Bring it back in. He is a genius. I'm not lying when I say that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, uh, another one here from uh, from False Premise. Come on, Mark, give me a break. Anyone who downvotes this song is just trolling the poll. Well, yeah, and yet 9.5% of the people uh, decided that, uh, no, everybody wants some, is just not quite doing it. So I'm willing to, I- I'm I'm inclined to agree with you and with anyone else who thinks uh, the downvoters are just simply trolling. Uh, probably so. Uh, I have yet to uh, come across uh, the a tweet that actually sort of uh, get, gets into the nitty gritty of the why they might have voted down for it. Uh, have you seen any here, Corey? No, I don't. No, don't see any on here except for obviously no. John Mariano, but I do have late breaking news. Uh, Kevin <laughs> yes. says I've lost my vinyl. Uh, so I just want to say Kevin Waterman's oh. that I think is the best song ever recorded. Uh, does it, does that help? 
Uh, Anyways, well, find it. suddenly find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, geez, uh, I'm going to take a break from kissing Kevin's ass to mention dissect that film. And their there tweet, another great track from Women and Children First. You can never go wrong throwing this track on whenever you need a pick-me-up. And that's a great call. Because actually, after I was done at the gym tonight, I was fucking exhausted and just down. Oh, yeah. I, I, I popped on that song, and I felt great all, all the way back home here. So great call there uh, from our good friends at Dissect That Film. Maybe uh, uh, one one or two more, Mark. All right, I'll give you one. Here's one uh, from our from our buddy uh, on the show, Fat Man on Guitar, uh, says, hashtag, what dreams are made of? Cradle may have been the lead single, but uh, EWS was the track that jumped out. Everybody wants some, of course, was the track that jumped out at the first listen. And in concert, man, when Al laid down that beat, you knew you had seven to eight of un- or you had seven to eight of unrelenting groove ahead. Uh Yes, seven eight grueling groove. That's yes, I agree with you. I, th- I get what you're saying right there. Uh, thank you, my dude. Uh, that is absolutely, I, I believe it. I never got to see Van Halen live, but I absolutely believe that 100. Um, and then uh, finally, let's uh, take this one from uh, our buddy Jeff Brewer, Panama's older brother. He in quotations is a classic. I was at the Fresno 1992. Uh, RHRN show and Al actually started Panama off with a major nod to this song. Uh, it definitely made me pause that slow buildup. The then released to Ed's thunderous D chord was a highlight when I saw them in 2007. Wow. 2007, man. It's crazy. Uh, but uh, there you go. Yeah. So everyone pretty, pretty uh, on, on, on board with the, the voting of yes on this song. But uh, to those of you that didn't mention why in the comments uh, as to why this song didn't do it for you, please hit us up, let us know, tweet at us, uh, because I'm just curious. I'm g- genuinely curious what about this particular Van Halen track didn't do it for you, or if you're just trolling. And if you're trolling, tell me that too. So then we can troll you back. But uh, thank you to everyone who uh, contributed something on Twitter to the polls. Uh, thank you to our Patreon members. Remember, as Corey said, you guaranteed a spot uh, in this uh, particular section of the show where we read out your tweets if you subscribe to the Patreon. So thank you all once again. All right. So if uh, we're good to go on that end, uh, what do you think we should do next, Corey? Should we do our favorite part? Oh, we got a couple of things, actually. Uh, First, uh, if you're on some uh, Van Halen news, uh, head on over to the Van Halen news desk. Uh, They posted an interview with Gary Sharon two days ago, and he's talking about his best songs with Van Halen. And uh, uh, two songs he says come to mind. One is One I Want. Uh, He said it was the closest thing to Down the Strike Zone Van Halen, uh, which we haven't covered that one yet, so I'm looking forward to that one. He thought lyrically it was fun. But the other one he thought was new and original was a song called Once. (laughs) He says, and I quote, I thought Eddie musically expanded his horizons. It started off as a piano piece, but then it got a little bit more elaborate with the band. Lyrically, I think it was a bit more complex. Uh, sure, sure, Gary. Um, Love you, Gary. Look, we, we do. Apologies to Gary. Uh, and you know what? I, I fully believe that he believes that. And I, I, I fully accept that he... Uh, truly feels that way about that song that he actually believes that Eddie was going outside of his box in a good way. And I truly feel that Gary believes in his heart that uh, he was writing some complex stuff uh, with once. However, 
uh, my interpretation of that song uh, told me no such thing. So, but that's just me. And who am I? Right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a humble fan who it just did not like that song whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I think it is probably at this point, the worst thing Van Halen collectively as a band has ever put out, but Hey, good on you, Gary, uh, for, for, sticking with it, sticking with your principles and, and what have you, um, Corey, how do you, what do you make of uh, Gary's statement regarding uh, once? I kind of want to go back and listen to it again. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I was just cranky that night, but uh, I will uh, let you handle that part. <laughs> I'll do it after the call though. I won't subject you and Josh uh, to once, <laughs> but you. go check out uh, Van Halen news desk for that uh, interview. Uh, Eric Sanders posted it, but I believe the interview was done by uh, a different rock journalist. I'm just looking up the name here, Greg Prado. So, uh, that's on there as well as an article on uh, Sammy Hagar and Bob Weir's acoustic uh, for a cure benefit concert to make its return. Michael Anthony is going to be playing with him on that. So just some little tidbits of Van Halen news. And actually, uh, geez, I got to talk about Kevin Brown again. First of all, he says I'm back in the game. Uh, the Waterloo sunset uh, comment saved me. So I'm very thankful for that, but uh, he was bored today. And uh, you know, he, he heard the, uh, and uh, I'm going to speak out to false premise here real quick. You may want to skip ahead because he was not a fan of the polka. But uh, Kevin oh, Brown right, was, right, right. and he thought, I wonder if I could, uh, you know, take uh, David Lee Ross vocals and put it to the polka and, and get it to sync up, which he did. It, it, and that, that's not easy to do. Kevin's a very talented individual. But then Indeed. he synced it with the uh, video. So I, I, I just want to play a little bit of Van Polken for you uh, uh, in uh, Kevin Brown's uh, video for Jump. So everybody oh, uh, right. check it out. By the way, you can see the whole video on uh, Kevin Brown's YouTube page. something wrong with Alex crashing the hell out of the kit. You hear this little... Dave's custom mic looks like a dildo. <laughs> Fits like so well. Leave look at Mikey there. And I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll with the punches that get the ones real. Where's the tuba though? I, I hear a tuba, but I don't see it. Uh, well done, that's Kevin. That's pretty Brown. well done. That's incredibly well done. <laughs> Thank you, that Kevin, awesome. for that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That keeps on giving. Uh, yeah. I cannot wait to uh, to share the Van Polken video. So <laughs> uh, please, everyone, go check out his Twitter if you want like the full video. If you uh, weren't able to see it on here, um, and if you do want to see it on here, uh, join that Patreon. We got a tier for that. <laughs> we we need just a Kevin Brown tier. Just Kevin, the Kevin just Brown said, tier. Yeah. Oh man. He's just Johnny on the spot. Whatever you talk about on the show, he has it ready for you like the next day. <laughs> the Kevin Brown tier. Yeah. Join the Kevin Brown tier. Well, we'll, we'll think of something. That'll, we'll make it uh, super fun. Maybe we'll throw in a, a Tom Petty reference in there or something. Um, we'll make it. We'll make that happen. Um, all right. Well, uh, there you go. We got uh, Van Halen news desk. We got Van Polken out of the way. 
Is it time? Is it time do we do the thing? I think it might be. It's time to do the thing, and the thing is go spin the wheel. But first, before we do that, we have to do the thing that uh, we love even more than spinning the wheel, and that is manifest. Take a drink, because we're going to manifest what song we want to listen to tonight. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to throw it over to our guest, our, our honorary guest, our patron, Josh. All right, Josh, you have you, you've made it to the show. You're here. You are ready. Uh, I assume you just you've probably had one waiting, just waiting for us to talk about. So I want to know what that particular song or maybe a particular era of Van Halen you want to hear tonight. Well, what I want to hear or what I want to contribute to the show. Or we, Van Halen three is almost closed out, correct? Almost well, we've got a few. Let's, let's we've got a few, but yeah. Here, yeah. yeah, we've at least yeah. got I think four. One, two, three. We have three. Oh, three. Right. Okay. I, would, I would hate to see the, the show close on Van Halen 3, so that's why I want to get it out of the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, something off Van Halen 3. It'll, oh, it'll make... Maybe not so good. Look. <laughs> that's a bull. I mean, he's. I, I, I get the strategy, and uh, and I, I appreciate uh, what you're trying to do there, so I, I, can't, I can't be upset about it. I just... Honestly, never, never, ever want to land on that album ever. But uh, you're right. The, the only the only way we can get rid of it is if we do. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe if we do spin Van Halen three, we'll land on the song that the other song that Gary said he's a uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty proud of. What which one was it called? One I want. Yeah. One I want. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if if we land on that, maybe we'll see what Gary's talking about. Although his comments on the song once, I okay. It's just, I just don't, I don't get it, but it's fine. <laughs> Corey, you said uh, you had a, you had a long day, long, tiring day. So uh, what Van Halen, a sweet serenade will put you in such a relaxing mood. Well, I tell you, I want to fuck for sure. <laughs> ah, so I, I kind of go back and don't forth. We all. <laughs> you know what? I'm in a good mood. Uh, I got some good buddies on the call here tonight. Kevin Brown's watching. I'm back in the game. I'm getting my Van Halen vinyl. DLR is showing up tomorrow. How about a little top of the world? That, that's what I'm in the mood for tonight. Because he's standing on top of the world. He's back, back in the VH groove. So yeah, here well, we, we should go. mention right. uh, Scott Monroe on the Discord server, one of our patrons, wants to hear oh, a little yes. balance. He wants Aftershock. Like, that'd be a cool one, too. Aftershock. That's right. He did. So uh, that, that's another perk, you guys. If, uh, join the join the Patreon. You get on our Discord, and you get to uh, manifest whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So do that so he wants some aftershock okay okay well honestly though Corey, i'm with you and i think uh a good fuck is exactly what we're uh in dire need of tonight so uh instead of top of the world i'm going right now uh i've manifested that one before only because but i mean it's one of my favorite van halen tracks probably my favorite on the fuck album i don't know though it's been a while so maybe uh maybe i'll reassess that if we get into it and uh depending on what other songs we get into from that album we need to do more from that album so there you go that two manifestations for the fuck album and then uh oh poor josh is he's he's wanting us to take another bullet just to get it out of the way <laughs> like like a band-aid rip it right off one fluid yep. motion unfortunately we have three more songs from that album i'm with you if you yeah. want to fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone's in the mood to fuck josh why don't you give me a number between uh one and five 
we'll go with three. Three, all right. One, two, three. That's so many times we're going to shuffle it. Uh, I'm a little uh, unprepared here. I got to bring up Mr. Hagar. He's still warming up the pipes. You know, Sammy's getting older. Yeah, you know, he's 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 got to uh, uh, lube up the the throat with a lot of Cabo Wabo tequila. So yep. yeah, he's he's chugging away. Oh, he's giving me the thumbs up. Here we go. Was good. Here we go. Oh, Mark, did you do it? Did you do it? He did it. I did it. <laughs> yes. Oh, you joined the Manifestation Club, my friend. Congratulations right now. Oh. Everybody. The next one was the dream is over, which is what I wanted to pick other than the top of the world. So. We're going to fuck everybody. Right now, everybody fucks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, you got to be How feeling pretty good about that? yourself right now. Oh, I feel I feel great. That was that was exactly was exactly what I needed. So, man, this is going to be fun. Um I may have sh I obviously showed my hand a little early on this one, but uh again, it's I mentioned it's been a while since I've listened to right now, but I have fond memories of this song. Definitely uh one of the top tier Van Halen songs for me. Just I just I just really, really love it. Uh any opening statements before we actually get into the songs from you, gentlemen? Uh Josh, how about you? Uh without showing your hand yet, uh, do you have any sort of starting thoughts about right now? Uh, you know. This is where the production really stuck out, where Andy John's contribution, you know, every instrument, you know, has its space in the in the spectrum and everything is loud and clear and bold, you know, whether it's the vocals, um, even, you know, the cymbals, everything is just, I mean, just contributes and just, just creates a right, really nice sonic palette. Mm. Well said, well said. Uh Corey, I know you were really hoping for Pleasure Dome uh, secretly, oh, uh, but uh, you, you think you're gonna you think you're gonna, gonna be okay with right now? I think so. I don't want to tip my hand too much. I know whatever I I think of right now, I think of Crystal Pepsi. Uh, you guys are old enough to remember <laughs> Crystal Pepsi because Van Halen licensed this song for the Crystal Pepsi campaign. So I remember this song was everywhere when Crystal Pepsi was a thing. Crystal Pepsi tasted like Pepsi, but looked like a bottle of saliva. Uh, and people people drank it. They thought it would be a cool idea to uh, take the darkness out of Pepsi and make it clear. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because Sprite was doing so good, but it doesn't taste like Sprite, so nobody wanted it. There's only um, so much you can just... do with, with cola, I guess. that you know They, they did diet. They did, uh, uh, there was a new Coke that failed horribly, and so Pepsi's like, well, what yeah. can we do that would also fail horribly? Let's do Crystal Pepsi. And you mentioned it looked like saliva. It kind of tasted like saliva, too, if I remember correctly. Didn't oh. Stephen come out around the same time? Oh, they so, might have. I'm not sure. It's the brown 7-Up. Oh, oh man, what a terrible oh, idea. God, I, that one, <laughs> they, they wanted to bury that one so deep. I think people forgot that actually happened. You just, and that's another Pepsi product. Yeah. I don't know what they were smoking at Pepsi headquarters in, in the early 90s, but my God. I think they were just trying to keep up. I mean, they were just trying because, uh, you know, the Coca Cola products were a big old smash at the time. And uh, they're, you know, I get it. Hey, as a company, you got to, you got to find ways to stay fresh and stay relevant. Um, what was not fresh was crystal, uh, Pepsi. So thankfully that one went the way of the Dodo bird, um, just like new Coke. So, but this, okay. uh, but you didn't come here for soda pop talk. You came no, here for I got all Van these soda Halen. pop facts, Mark. Come on. 
I mean, I mean, well, I mean, maybe we'll make another tier uh, on the Patreon <laughs> where it's like go. a full conversation of soda pop. So there you go. Uh, but no, we're here to talk right, right here, right now. It's Van Halen's right now. That's that's what we're ready for. So if I, I know I'm ready, I know Corey. I think I think you're ready, Josh. You ready? I'm absolutely ready. Everybody's right. ready. I'm sure. I'm assuming Kevin's ready. So hit it. I was a kid and I first heard the uh, the piano chord and the guitar come in like that scared the shit out of me, <laughs> but like it scared me. And yet I, I said, okay, I want more now. Like, I, I like, is it, what else you got? You know, they, they did it again and then they did it again. I was like, okay, okay. And then you realize it's just this gradual build, but uh, yeah, first time I had ever heard that I was like, what the shit? Uh, so fun fact. Well, fun fact, this the instrumental for this dates back to 1983 before Eddie Van Halen wrote Jump. And he just kind of wow. held on to it, uh, you know, and uh, he said nobody else really wanted to do anything uh, anything with it. An early version of the melody for this song actually appears in the uh, 1984 movie The Wildlife, which Eddie contributed oh. music to. And well, uh, I, I thought th this tidbit was kind of fun. Uh, Eddie stated that before Sammy Hagar was hired to replace David Lee Roth, he considered an album that would feature various guest singers. Can you huh. wild guess out of the blue? Who would you think Eddie Van Halen was thinking this singer is going to be great for right now? I, I bet you, you don't even come close. I be, Josh, I think knows. He's, I do. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. mentioned. <laughs> yep. Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. Holy shit. That's awesome. That would have been really fucking cool. If Joe Cocker. Th that would have been so cool. It would have been weird, but man, I'm here for it. Big Joe Cocker fan. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. All right. Let's get back to the music. say as a drummer listen to those symbols like uh, josh uh -huh. is mentioning the production right and uh, andy johns i think you know he makes drummers as good as anybody right like he worked with <laughs> fucking john bonham for crying out loud but he's got all the mics like on the drums whatsoever it's like everyone else would be fine whatever alex i got you yeah <laughs> It's interesting uh, when the music really starts to to kind of cook into that uh, initial riff uh, when the piano comes in, does the whole, the da -da 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 -da. at first you think, oh, this is not going to be a very guitar centric song, is it? This is just uh, Eddie's going to play on piano and then the rhythm section is just going to come in uh, when they need to. And uh, like, no, 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 this is just giving you a, a taste of what's to come for the rest of the song. I don't know. It's it, uh, it kind of 
subverts your expectation just a little bit uh, if you're hearing it for the first time um, and letting you, uh, reminding you, Eddie reminding you, it's like, hey, I can still do piano work. And uh, if you don't like it, whatever, I'm going to make a really kick-ass song out of it. And you're going to enjoy it secretly if you hate it. And, and then when your guard is down, the guitar solo kicks in. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you like, remember who you're talking about. Don't forget who I am. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, anything uh, you want to say? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About the song thus far? Oh, the, the um, you know, everything that play here is just, you know, you can hear everything. And it, this is a, like a, this is a different uh, song for Van Halen. It's, it's, it's a bit of a left turn, but it works on every level. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the yep. drums, the, you know, the instrumentation so far is, is uh, spot on. Yep. And uh, Kevin Brown backs it up. Uh, the symbols and the, especially the hi-hat work uh, on this track is killer and just crystal clear. Like uh, uh, listening to this through headphones is a real pleasure. Cause, and you really get that full Andy Johns uh, production on it. It's great. I never really, uh, thought about how how much the the drums actually do stand out so you brought it up and then yes we're wearing headphones and i guess i've never listened to this song with good like really good headphones like the ones i'm wearing currently uh so where these things let you hear everything but again as josh pointed out full testament to production quality like you can you can just hear everything very pristinely it's a nice touch Okay, out of all of us, uh, Mark, I'd say I'm probably uh, more uh, harsh on Sammy Hagar for his lyrics uh, than you are. Uh, sure. These are some of the best lyrics he's ever written, uh, I think, in this Absolutely. song. Absolutely. And, and he actually uh, says the same thing. I found uh, a quote here. He says, uh, the lyrics to right now are the best he ever wrote for a Van Halen song. He says, quote, I was tired of writing cheap sex songs. Uh, Eddie and I wanted to get serious <laughs> and talk about world issues. And, and that's what he does here. And he knocked it out of the park, I think. 
He really did. I mean, we we do. We we talk a lot about uh, his blunders as a lyricist, and you know, I I try to equally match that up with uh, Dave's nonsense. But as we've pointed out from from uh, the spreadsheet, uh, like turns out, I I downplay or I downvote a lot of Sammy's stuff. Uh, I'm gonna assume based on his lyrical content because well, to maybe be fair, not, uh, yeah. to be fair, not a lot. Four songs. Four songs, you, you've downvoted I mean, three David Lee Ross songs and four Sandy songs. So it's not a huge <laughs> discrepancy here. Four just sounds like a lot because everyone knows I'm so I'm so pro Sammy. So it's like you've already downloaded four songs. No, how can that be? Uh look, they, they can't all be winners. Uh and a lot of his I have conceded to you, a lot of Sammy's lyrics are just ridiculous shit and uh sounds like even he knew that but this one however no 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 this one is clear and precise just like the production quality uh they uh you you say him and eddie wanted to talk about world issues and not bullshit like okay this is a good step in that direction because he actually sounds like he has something to say and it is this is a very insightful or even already we, we haven't even made it fully into the chorus yet and already i'm motivated and if i'm sure josh remembers the video uh, you had like you know right now people are having unprotected sex you know big blood <laughs> letters on the screen and all sorts of different right nows and then right now people are drinking crystal pepsi for some fucking reason the thing with uh, sammy on this one uh he's his vocal delivery is a little different because usually he comes in really really strong and this time he's a little he's a, he's a little bluesier and a little um, it sounded like more of a, you know, like a throwback to Procol Harum and, and things of that nature and maybe went to his roots a little bit. And I, I appreciate that because sometimes he can come in really strong and a bit over the top. And this one, he's really letting the weight of the song carry him. And it's, and it really, it, you know, lets you keen in on the lyrics that he's writing and it, oh, so far it's amazing. Perfect. Absolutely. Agree. I'd agree more. Yeah. Yep. You think maybe he was uh, poking jabs at Alex on that one? No, Alex never misses a beat or loses the <laughs> rhythm. Come on, come on. I know it was that was a rhetorical question. Like, no, come on. No. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because it is the this verse is. Uh, I think I understand the metaphor of what Sammy's going for on that one, but it it is a little bit of a uh, shift from what he said in the first verse. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, no. It's like, don't put off your problem. Don't procrastinate, but you know, got to move forward, always forward. And then this one's like, oh, you miss beats, lose rhythm. Nothing falls into place. Oh, just by a fraction. Oh, your pace, you were walking and you lost, you lost your footing. It's like, okay. Um, could you do a little bit better than that though? It's like, no, that, that works. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm still with them. I wanted to ask you about the, the <laughs> chorus though, because back in 92, uh, when I had this album, listening to it ad nauseum, this wasn't one of my favorite tracks at the time. And I think I kind of got the, the chorus kind of lost me a little bit. I don't know if it was the, 
you know, just kind of the haunting melody on right now, or just kind of the repetition of it. Uh, I won't mm-hmm. say how I'm feeling today about it, but uh, we had a little shift in the chorus. Let's start with Josh. What do you think about the uh, the chorus of this song? Uh, I like the chorus because, you know, the, the song has such a big buildup and, you know, it goes to, a, you know, a, a simpler chorus that uh, everyone can kind of lean into because it, because the, the music leading up to it is very dense. And so now it's like almost, a, a, you know, having a simple, you know, two word chorus is like a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. My okay. Good call, Mark. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. The, the chorus is simply right now, uh, what Sammy is doing the, you know, it's a chore tomorrow. It's everything like the, that's just the extra seasoning, uh, you know, a little extra flavor, like to emphasize right now. Uh, but that's nothing outside, uh, of what Van Halen typically does in their choruses usually. And we talk about it, this very simplistic choruses. Usually all they do is just sing the title of the song and that's it. You know, if it's a David Lee Roth song, chances are you're going to hear the title sung and then you're going to hear some like what? or something of that nature, yeah. uh, or, you know, some little vocal ornamentation, things like that. And, you know, Sam, Sammy does that shit, too. You know, but he likes to kind of um, maybe sound like he's ad libbing a little more. Maybe it is that blues influence, as you say, Josh, uh, uh, could be or it's just. You know, it is what it is, but I, I I understand why you might have thought the chorus feels lacking because the whole song it just feels like a build, a build, a build, and then we get to the chorus and it's just like, okay, we're here. Uh, but you know, it is like it's not like this grand epic chorus or anything like that. Or I guess depending on your interpretation, maybe it is in the subtlety of it all, you know? Yeah, oh, totally. it yeah, it's it's not the chorus to dreams, right? where you build to that no, huge yeah. percentage, right? <laughs> right. But, but but as I'm discovering tonight, there's nothing wrong with that. And I just really dig the the, the line and the sentiment, catch a magic moment, do it right here and now. That really kind of struck home. So uh, the song's yeah. hitting a little uh, harder for me here tonight than it has in the past. So I'm really enjoying it. Shout out to Mikey doing that. Uh, I've never really noticed what he's doing base wise, but you know he's up there. He's he, he's he is noodling away uh, in the best possible way that Mikey can. Um, his, I would say his base isn't pushed to the back at all. I think everything's pretty well mixed. It would be nice to get him a little bit, just a little bit louder. But uh, but if you can hear it, if you listen for it, uh, Mikey's doing some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, gotcha. the whole band is in. Uh, Kevin Brown points out. Oh yeah, uh, the big flams. Al's playing on the floor toms. Just big booming floor toms. Oh yeah, yeah, love that stuff. And and this is a band that could easily overplay and step mm-hmm. on. I I think the, the interplay is is so well done on this. Um, you know that this is definitely a you know one of the one of the the heights that they hit. You know this this collection of this incarnation of Daniela, I should say, for sure. Yep. 
the the height of the Van Hagar era, uh, maybe uh, nineteen ninety two. Like they're they're playing better than ever, and this album is I would say top so. notch, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah. Uh, before the solo mark you got something that that's such a weird rhythm to lead into like it's it's a crescendo it like it builds it builds but then it almost feels like it slows down because uh you know alex and mike and actually all of the the instrumentalists kind of go off the beat a little bit and then until it comes to a head with sort of that marching um but I, and I always, always thought that was a really strange choice when I was a kid. Uh, now looking at it, it's like, oh, okay, that's a, it's it's a bold move because it's just it's Alex doing what he does best, and his what he does best is go completely uh, um, not unhinged from the beat. But he likes to you know he likes to play around. He likes to go off kilter. He likes to subvert your expectations of what do you think he's going to do next. No, absolutely. I just love how, yeah, it kind of separates and it's brought back together. It's like a good story, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, kind yeah. of that middle of act two, everybody splits up and then they're coming back together for the big rising action for the, uh, going towards the climax. And that's coming into a, a killer Eddie Van Halen solo. Yeah. It's the stumble before you get back on track. That's Do right. Right now. You know what I mean? So that's Josh, just good storytelling. You, uh, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. Any, thought, any thoughts on that? Well, years ago, uh, there were some bootlegs of them covering uh, Walk Away by James gang. And they do the same thing before the solo. They, they, the, everything slows down a little bit and gets off kilter. And then it, then it just kind of goes for the throat punch for the solo, which is, I think is fantastic. Just brilliant. Absolutely. Speaking of that solo, let's hear it. Here we go. Oh man, if you're not semi erect when you hear that, like uh, you're dead inside. God, he just like he just, he channels all of every blues guitarist that is that is past every uh, would be rock and roll guitarist that that hasn't been or never was. He's just like I don't. It's just it's such an ethereal sounding solo, you know. And he's he doesn't even have a ton of reverb on it, so there's not a lot of echo. Uh, okay. But he's just I don't know. It's there's something he's he's speaking to us. Uh, from uh, another plane of existence. At least that's what it feels like when I hear it. Maybe I should just, uh, you know, do less pot. I don't know. <laughs> well, and the rest of the band killing it too. Like Al's got those big fucking drums, right? And then, yes. um, and Mikey's not doing much on the bass, but he's really punching it forward. Just boom, mm-hmm. boom. Like he's really just booming it in there and just driving uh, the, you know, laying the track ready to drive that train on it. It's working absolutely perfect. I love what Al does underneath Eddie solos. And here's a great example of it. Yeah, it, um, and this is a an, another new. At the time, it was new. It was with uh, uh, Eddie, um, you know, focusing on the neck pickup, mm-hmm. and 
Mm. Um, you know, and, and playing, um, he'll do some of those tendencies like where, where when like most guitar players, particularly blues guitar players will end their phrases on a high note, he'll end his on a lower note, like he did in mm -hmm. doctor or, or things like that, you know, before he goes into another chord change. And th this is, you know, something, you know, when, you know, before this album came out, um, it was going around the, you know, the guitar community is that he was not with Kramer anymore. And right. they, of this music man guitar with two pickups on it. We had no idea what were, what was waiting for us. And then when this came out, it, it was, you know, came out such a tasteful solo on top of, you know, yeah. that he has, you know, the ability to demonstrate. So, yeah, the, very cool. Yep. Very perfect. You guys remember in the video at the end, uh, uh, Sammy kind of uh, refused to sing and, and kind of walked off and slammed a door. Uh, apparently that that was real. He was so uh, frustrated uh, do, doing this damn video. Apparently he had like pneumonia and he was really, really sick. Oh. And uh, <laughs> he was just so mad at that point in the video that he just walked off and slammed the door. And that's how the end of the video. <laughs> I, I don't remember that part in the video, but now yeah, I have to go back after the show and, and check that out. I'm like, oh. Like see see if I can uh, see the sickness in his face. <laughs> but Did I, I get it. Yeah. If I remember correctly, um, Alex was laughing. I don't know if it was at Sam or somebody, but he was laughing as he was before that door slammed. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he was m making fun of uh, Sammy's little struggles there. <laughs> Maybe he thought Sammy was kidding. Or just like making a big deal out of nothing, and it was funny to him. Or maybe, maybe he was just laughing just because he he thought the situation was so stupid, and it was like, well, instead of screaming, I'm just gonna laugh about it because that was childish. But it's like, well, okay, if the dude's sick and he's frustrated, so yeah, of course he's gonna leave. You know, what do you do? apparently, apparently, Sammy didn't really like the video concept at the time. That he thought mm -hmm. nobody would be listening to the lyrics if they're reading all this stuff on screen to the point where one of the things they actually put on screen was right now, maybe we should pay attention to the lyrics. That was, I think, to to make Sammy happy. Uh, but yeah, he, he was pretty mad about that. Then he got pneumonia. So he's sick as a dog shooting the video. And then he had just kind of had enough. Well, well be, being in a band and having to focus everything around the singer, anytime that we have a chance to, uh, um, you know, roast him a bit, you know, we'll take that opportunity. Pneumonia. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you know that it's video true. was was just good enough to win three MTV Video uh, Music Awards in '92, including Video of the Year. So, well, there you go. It was a genius move to uh, leave that part in. rides off into the sunset and then Al comes in <laughs> 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 
And then hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, wait, put it that no out song. Yet. Like, nope. Yeah. The, the great fake ending. I was just kind of waiting for it. Yeah, it's right halfway through the outro. All of a sudden, Al just comes in. <laughs> oh, man. Not to be outdone or just like, hey, don't forget, I'm still here. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to let Eddie, Eddie uh, hog the glory and just like fade away. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the decision behind that was. Maybe it was a mistake and they just thought, ah, I'll leave it in. It's fine. Al was bored. Um, it was like 40 seconds of outro. He's like, fuck, I want to keep playing. He probably thought uh, we've already stopped recording or like it, we, we faded out enough. They're not going to hear this. So I'm just going to play. <laughs> and little did he know, like, yeah. whoops, that made the Templeman and John's were like, well, that's pretty cool. Let's leave that in. Well, there was but a, it's cool. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, uh, there was an interview with Alex and I think it was in a modern drummer magazine or something like that. And he, there was a night, like I think back in 1980 where he was just, he was just on fire and all his fills were jumping all over Eddie's and Ed threw his guitar and said, we'll just finish whenever you're ready. <laughs> you know? And so it was maybe one of those moments. Probably something like that. <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Sibling rivalry, but uh, yeah, all right, there it is right now from four unlawful carnal knowledge. Uh, yeah. Lots to be said about this. I mean, we've 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 said a lot already, but man, there's just there, there's so much to be said. Uh, and with that, we will do uh, what we came to the show to do, and we give you the vote on whether we think this track is what dreams are made of or is the dream over. Josh, since you are our uh, honorary Patreon and our honored guest this evening, uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, you just tell me, do you think right now is what dreams are made of or is the dream over? One hundred percent. What dreams are made of? All right, uh, Mark Kamire. Upset, right on. You <laughs> manifested this. You finally called your shot. Your Babe Ruth at the plate. You pointed at left field and said, "That's where I'm knocking her." And you hit it out of the park. Uh, is this? what dreams are made of, or is inexplicably the dream over on one of Van Halen's more popular songs? The answer might shock you. Look, we talk a lot about particular Van Halen tracks and them being iconic and classic right now is 100% one of their most iconic. And I'll, I'll, prove that by saying if you've ever been to a sporting event a live sporting event basketball football whatever chances are you have heard this song if you had no idea especially for the younger audiences if you had no idea who van halen was but you've been to a you know a live event of some sort likely sports you have probably heard this particular song i don't know why I hear it in hockey games. I've heard it in basketball games, football. Like I, I just the DJs who love playing this song uh, on the uh, on the sound system, and that's because probably the message of we got to do it right here, right now. Like it's, it's like stand up, don't procrastinate. What are you waiting for? It's time. Let's get this win. So it's it's perfect for sporting events, but also it has a message. It's it's a, a very uh, deeply involved Van Halen song. You don't get a ton of those in the Sammy Hagar era. Uh, and as we've pointed out, sometimes Sammy misses the mark a lot on his lyrics, even if the song itself sounds great. Some of his lyrics, not, not so much. This is not the case. Uh, I think this is 
profoundly one of uh, uh, Van Halen's absolute best. And I'm talking about the entire catalog. Uh, it's definitely a song that has stayed with me since the first time I heard it. It's resonated with me. Uh, whenever I talk about wanting to play something on a piano, I immediately think about learning right now. And then I re remember very quickly why I don't belong behind that instrument. So uh, that being said, it has everything you want in a great Van Halen song. Everyone is on point. The production quality is superb. Uh, and what else could I possibly say? We, I wanted it right here, right now. I got it. Glad I called my shot. This is absolutely what dreams are made of. And with that, finally, Corey Morissette, been a long day. You're tired. You, uh, you wanted a good fuck album song. You didn't get the one you wanted, but we got one regardless. So the question remains for you, sir, was right now what dreams are made of or was your dream crushed? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> no. It, uh, well said. You got, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, back in 92, this wasn't my favorite track. And as we started this journey, we're talking about the different albums and getting into fuck. And I'm like, I, I tell you, you know, I... I'm, I'm I'm positive on right now, but it's not my favorite. But listen, I had a new appreciation for it listening uh, to it tonight. And I like it a whole lot better than I did uh, way back in, in 1992. This is a great song. I still would have voted uh, What Dreams Are Made Of. You can't downvote uh, right now. There's just no way. But lyrically, Sammy's on point. Uh, like Josh called out the, the vocals. I love that he kind of, you know, play a little close to the vest uh, in the verses. And then he, he soars a little in the chorus. Band is on fire. Production is top notch. This is one of my favorite albums of all time, even if it does have a couple of stinkers. Uh, but for uh, for all the for Kevin Brown watching and for all the, the patrons who are going to get to watch the video here, uh, I found a little uh, SNL parody of uh, Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> I thought we'd play real quick. Uh, this is Crystal Gravy. Earth wasn't created in seven days. There are some things man will never improve on. Don't take what you're given. Why can't we be cleaner? We're hungry for something different. Crystal gravy. gravy. You've never seen a gravy like this. <laughs> Forgot about Crystal Gravy. <laughs> oh, that was great, and just the the parody of right now that was it was top notch as well. Holy shit! All right, we got man. one more piece. I don't. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, I don't go even ahead. know who did that, but sorry, yeah, we have one more piece of business that we have to do. Oh, and that's uh, how many times has uh, Van Halen right. played? Yes. And uh, actually. All right. 
right, it's that time of the show where we play How Many Times Has Van Halen Played Right Now. Remember, this is Price is Right Rules. You have to come closest to the actual number without going over. Mark Kamire, you called your shot here tonight. How many times do you think Van Halen performed right now in concert? 550 times. 550 times. Josh Caldwell, how many times do you think Van Halen played this song live? How about 100? So you cut out there a little bit. 100 and what? 25. 125. All right, 125. Well, the actual retail price, 348 times Josh Caldwell wins tonight. Congratulations, Josh. You get nothing but our uh, (laughs) undying respect. I get nothing instantly, correct? Yes. Instantly, you don't have yes. to wait. Yep. Oh, man. You get some Only crystal gravy. Only something times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crystal gravy. You'll never see it coming. Yep. Uh, wow. Only that's, uh, I don't well, know, it kind of surprises me. Yeah, they they never played it with David Lee Roth, right? So, you know, the first time they played uh, it was, uh, was in Vancouver, 1991. Right. And yeah. the final time was 2004. As part of the yeah. uh, big reading. completely, yeah, completely forgot of course, that uh, Roth never did yeah. Sammy stuff because he couldn't you know, do Sammy stuff. Three hundred and forty-eight yeah. times in like thirteen years, uh, you know, is is pretty good. That's yeah, that is pretty good. So uh, okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, way to overshoot it once again, there, Mark. But uh, hey, uh, <laughs> that's the name of the game. Uh, so congratulations to Josh on, on winning that one. So there you have it. Wow. Uh, I mean, I, it's. Yeah, this is this is the kind of show that we always hope to get. We always hope to get just a banger track from Van Halen so that we can just fully, fully appreciate everything about it. Uh, I'm still riding very high because it's been uh, it's been a little while since I actively listened to right now. Uh, full disclosure, if you guys don't recall or if you just didn't know at all, I've put listening to Van Halen recreationally on hold while we do this show. Like I'm just I'm just not listening to any of them unless we've covered the song already. Uh, and I'm doing that just because I want to go into it with as fresh a perspective as possible. Uh, I've jammed my fair share of Van Halen tunes in my day, so I know them pretty well. But uh, and like this one, I know very, very well. But it's still it's been a little while. So I was kind of wondering how my interpretation was going to be for this one. But, man, th- this is the kind of show that we always hope to get. And I, I hope I hope you guys feel the same way. Because uh, it's it's exciting talking about great Van Halen tunes, and you know they have lots of good ones, uh, and they've got quite a few great ones. But man, when you when we nail when we land on one of those great ones, it's just something special. So just wanted to throw that out there. Good call. And speaking of throwing that out there, I uh, want to throw out some plugs. Uh, we are uh, proud members uh, of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. First of all, Kevin Brown, quite mad. Uh, he guessed four hundred, so he was just over. Uh, but oh, he loses man. because he went over. He said, stupid American game show rules. Well, yeah, sorry. We don't make the rules. He didn't, he didn't say, let Chris Kattan sing. If that was Chris Kattan, I'd be awfully impressed, actually. But yeah, all right. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it could be. Let's go through the Deep Dive Podcast Network real quick. Uh, myself, John Mariano and Scott Haskin uh, do a show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. As well, John and I do a show called Backtracks Steam Music, talking everything movies and music. Uh, Scott, of course, does the uh, Uriah Heap, the Magicians podcast. Uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods. Matt at, or sorry, Matt and Andy at Hawk Binge. Uh, Eric and Jonathan at Mid- 
Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Madman, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. George, of course, was on the show not that long ago, had a great time. Uh, Clay and yeah. Rye at North by South Podcast. Greg and Jonathan again at So Far, So Pod, So What, talking all things Megadeth. Uh, our good friend Kevin Brown lurking in the background tonight has two shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network, the Tom Petty Project, and with his good buddy Randy Wood, breaking down Queen at Seaside Pod Review. Then we have Quinn at And Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And uh, please go check out some of our other friends like the You're All Doomed, uh, the Friday the 13th podcast, dissect that film. Of course, Eric Sanich, uh, Booked on Rock, and uh, the Bogus Otis Boys and the LR cast uh, guys as well. And of course, uh, I almost forgot about Sean Geek and Fast Fret. Sean Geek, uh, Sean uh, McGinnity, one of our uh, patrons. Thank you very much for your support, Sean, and everybody check out their show. Absolutely do that. Uh, you, you might even hear a few familiar voices on their show. So uh, go ahead and check those guys out. And speaking of plugs, let's uh, go ahead and uh, thank once again, our, our Patreon uh, members. I'll, uh, you know, because I'm so nice and feeling generous, I'll say their names again. Uh, thank you to Scott Monroe, Perluknicker, uh, Lineker. Please tell me how to pronounce that if we're misspelling, mispronouncing it. Uh, our Kevin Brown, who's waiting in the wings back there. Meet the Geeks, Chaz Charles, Don Tatalo, Greg Zito, Rave of Flav, and of course, our guests, our honored guests of the show tonight, Josh, Josh Codwell. Thank you so much, Josh. Uh, do you want, do you have anything you want to plug? Let the people know where you're at, just to shout you out. Uh, you can find me at Upper Mids on Twitter, where I have dozens of followers, and uh, on Instagram, uh, JCM Last Ball. Yeah, again, you there can you, add, oh, you know my several hundred followers outside of my family. Right on, dude. So thank you once again for your uh, your patronage, and thank you for being on the show. Uh, we appreciate your support. We appreciate all of your support. And if you guys are not on the Patreon, once again, uh, take a look at it. And the podcast will rock on Patreon just to see if maybe we've got a tier that is right for you. And if you just want to listen and just keep on listening, you're free to do that too. But a little support goes a very, very long way. It'll keep the lights on here, and it'll keep Corey and myself to keep going. Corey has no choice but to keep going because he's in 5,000 different podcasts. So you know, he, he's doomed to repeat this forever. Uh, but if you like the dynamic between Corey and myself and want to keep us specifically going, any little bit helps. So there you go. Thank you so much. You can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, of course, find the show and every all the information at podcastwillrock.com. Uh, and hey, if you're in the Nashville area, April 22nd, the Exit Inn, the legendary venue Exit Inn, uh, they've reopened. Uh, they've they've asked uh, a, a cavalcade group of us, of uh, usual suspects that put on these tribute shows to come back. Come back and uh, ring in uh, the new year, even though it's in April. Uh, so we are putting on a show called Pop Rocks. And what that is, is a whole show dedicated to a few songs in pop music. However, it is done in the style of metal, punk, and other varying uh, levels of heaviness. So if uh, you have a favorite Britney Spears song, chances are we're going to metalify it and probably ruin it for you, but it'll be fun to do. And it'll be a fun uh, show to do because we're also doing it for charity. So uh, it's going to a good cause, but pop rocks, pop meets punk. We are turning 
pop music into punk. We're turning it into metal. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be fun. Uh, if you, if you, anyone who knows me knows I detest Taylor Swift, but if you want to hear me sing a Taylor Swift song, you better get your ass to the exit in Nashville, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, April 22nd, because I, even I am baffled that I got roped into doing that one, but, uh, it's going to be fun. It's the very, uh, the, the, the variation of the song we're doing is, is quite different and uh, quite more more my style, let's put it that way. And it's not just me. It's a whole cavalcade of, of musicians in the Nashville area. So please come out and show your support if you're in the Nashville area, April 22nd. I'll talk more about it uh, again uh, the closer we get to the showtime. But uh, there you are. That'll do it uh, on behalf of our guest, Josh, on behalf of Corey and myself. We are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.